Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're going to rev the word today, so hope you have your shoes on, your feet readied with the gospel of peace. We're going to move, whether you're cleaning your house, going for a run, going for a walk, going to the gym, going, most likely going. The Be Still and Be Loved podcast, those are for you to not be going, (laughs) but this is Definitely about you um, enjoying your life. So if you're going to go move your body as an act of rebel joy, I love it. That's our girl, Claire Urig, our social media girl, loves that saying. I think her ministry is called Rebel Joy. But it is. It's a rebellious act of like, I'm going to have joy in doing this. Because we know, right? Sometimes you're, you're already sacrificing the time. Um, you're sacrificing the energy. Probably tomorrow, maybe a little sore muscle. And here's the thing, the world's going to ask you to do that so that you get some sort of payoff. You always do, right? We reap what we, what we sow, but we want you to sow godliness. <laughs> we want you to come up with something that's going to far outlast the, the temporary results of what can be physical. Because if you want six-pack abs, we can make that happen, but it's very temporal. Let me just tell you. Or you have to live a life that's so restricted and stringent that I just think that life is about so much more. So we're going to do that. We're going to go after the more, okay? Um, As true to the nature of God, he completely curveballed me this morning. I had what I thought we were going to do and then complete curveball. So this is an endurance workout today. (laughs) Um, Really, I won't be telling you inviting you into any intervals, um, no surges, no high intensity moments. It really is, um, even the playlist itself, like he just wrecked all that. The music that will support the intention, it might even feel more um, meditative, peaceful, I think a walk, but at the same time, here's what, just just do, like just follow. (laughs) There might be times, I want you to check in that you feel like I'm supposed to just walk, I'm supposed to just stand still for a minute. I'm supposed to just get off this treadmill and take a minute and breathe. I'm, oh, I'm supposed to push, right? So that might happen. Um, and I want you to do that. So it's kind of all over the place. I don't know. I'm just following the Lord. So why don't you just follow as I'm following him? Okay. Um, and if you want more, which I, I want to train, I, I want you to listen, the physical body it has, we, I want to, I want you to steward it well. I want you to f- feel good. We do know if we have physical pain, it's really hard. It's very distracting to a a well life. And your body was made well and strong. And there are things that we can do to partner with God to steward it well so that you avoid physical pain, that you avoid um, falls, hurts, sprains, things like that, that of course the enemy would love to set you up to have that happen. Good news. Even if it does, God is on the throne. He makes everything good. But I would love to have you be awake to anything that could be, you know, dysfunction or injury or weaknesses in your body to help you live a thorough, whole, and full life. So check us out over at RevWell TV. That for really what that is, just get on mission with us. Uh, We are an international nonprofit using fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. Uh, It's different. It's out of the box. But you're already, if you've been using these, hey, just call it like you see it. You're, you're different. You're out of the box. 
and we could use your support and your help for as little as $10 a month. Our gift back to you is Revol TV. So it's tax deductible. At the end of the year, you can write off your, your movement, write off your health, write off. And we have fitness challenges happening every month. So you can get into a community. I'm back there talking with people, checking in. We have our, our Revelation Wellness captains, instructors who are like literally Bible study, preach, like giving you guys mind renewing. If you're someone who usually obsesses about your body or neglects your body, it's just the place where the enemy likes to camp out. Let's just call it over. Turn the page. Come on over. Join us for $10 a month. That's like two lattes, everyone. Two drive-through visits. Just give it up. Come on over. And it does help us um, push this mission forward. And um, we can do more of this, more of this, right? In different ways. All right. You're probably already moving your body. We are going to be in Psalm 23. <laughs> yes, Psalm 23. All right, here we go. Starting, oh wait, nope, not. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Keep moving your feet. Lift the corners of your mouth and smile because it's always, if you can't start there, it's a rough one, right? All right, starting the playlist in three, two, one, play. Nope, three, two, one, play. There we go. All right. It is a good day to have a good day, yeah? God, we make the declaration. It's a good day to have a good day. Keep us, keep us gospel perspective, God. Yeah, we're gonna be in Psalm 23 today. I know it's like you say Psalm 23, you know, it's kind of this, oh, it's so depressing, <laughs> right? Well, here's what we know. Just life is going to have suffering. So it's really good. It's really healthy and important that we stay connected to suffering. Not to, not, listen, I'm, not, I'm for your blessings. I want that. Yes, yes, and more. Yes, Lord. But we know. If we're in a season of abundance and blessing, and we're like, oh, all those tears that I sow, now look how great it is, yes. We know. And we're like, oh, Psalm 23 is like, that's, that's for later. No, it's for right now. Because if we don't keep our hearts connected to the heart of God, the compassion, He is with the suffering right now, all over the world. So much suffering and he is there who would I be to say no thank you I'll be over here now building up my kingdom God because that's what we do Deuteronomy 8 tells us warns us so Psalm 23 man it's a good one visit it daily God there are people walking in the valley of the shadow of death right now. 
I want to walk. I want to stay so sensitive to all the suffering. Not be swallowed up by it, but sensitive to it. Keeps me humble, keeps me crying out for the Lord, keeps me watering myself with tears. I know, listen, the world is gonna tell you, don't cry, don't be sad, be happy. But the gospel makes it clear, Jesus tells us, blessed are you when you mourn. Blessed are you when you're persecuted, blessed when everything the world tells you to run from, protect yourself, everything it tries to tell you to do to keep, to keep dis destruction from happening, don't run from that. Walk right into it and you'll come right through. Follow me. So Holy Spirit, let your presence fall. Teach us to, <laughs> Lord, to be acquainted with suffering, spending time with it, even if in a season of blessing, Lord, that we would be with those. So I'm just going to read the verse, Psalm 23. We'll go through it verse by verse. And then you're just going to sit with it for a while. Keep your heart compassion compunctured. This is our lifestyle, friends. Joy and suffering. Everyone open up your right hand. In my right hand, I hold joy. Say that. Open up your left hand. And in this hand, I hold suffering. Come on now. That's, those, are your, those are your tools. Those are your training tools. Joy, suffering, joy, suffering. Psalm 23, verse 1. I know you know it, so say it with me, and you're going to say it a lot today. Holy Spirit, make this fresh for us. Use your scalpel. Cut our hearts open. Get the calloused away, the fat, the places that we are desensitized. Cut it away. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Just say it. Keep repeating it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Shepherds are companions, <laughs> special friends and pastors, like a pastor heart. The Lord is my companion, he's my best friend, he leads me, he pastors me. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord. <laughs> 
No man, no woman can lead you like he can. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's a trust, a deep, it doesn't make any sense, it doesn't have to, kind of trust. Because here, listen up. The whole point of a shepherd was to care for and tend the flock. The biggest part of his role was feeding the sheep and keeping them safe. Every day he leads them out to pastures to graze and to still waters to drink. And at the end of the day, safely bring them back them, put them in there, in the sheep's pen, let him rest as he keeps watch. And the next day, he does it all over again. The Lord is my shepherd. Good morning, sheep. Good morning, shepherd. Follow me. I'm going to take you to some new pasture today. Might be a little further than yesterday's. Don't worry, it's gonna be amazing. You want this pasture, it's pasture that hasn't been treaded on. But getting there might not look pretty. Trust me, says the shepherd, you want this land. What you think you want, you don't really want. Trust me with your wants, says the shepherd. Trust me with your needs, food, right? Which is really just hunger to meet the hungers of your soul. Trust me and trust me with your safety. Basic needs, right? Basic needs, just trust. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For those of you in a suffering season, you know how much this ministers to you right now. It gives you back your peace, your wellness. That God is on the throne. Those of us not in a suffering season, let our hearts reach out, search for those who are. Encourage them, pray for them. Just bring your presence. Because all everybody really wants, basic needs, safety, belonging. Yeah. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse two, he makes me <laughs> lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Think about that. About a year ago right now, I had a freak accident where I broke my foot. <laughs> Nothing, no big glory move. Simple move, broke my foot. And I know now, I can look back now and see Oh, he was loving me. He made me lay down. <laughs> Psalm 139, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna hide? Where are you gonna run where he's not? He's gonna have his way. So take a load off. Enjoy the walk today, enjoy the run, whatever he has you, whatever pace he has you going at. Make yourself, let him make you. You want a God that commands your soul. Yes, you do. You want a God that makes you lay down. You want a God that makes you step out of the boat into the crashing waves. Command us, God. Make us lay down. Lead us beside still waters. Even as the mountains quake, the waters that you lead us are still. He makes me lie down in green pastures, right? Places to eat. He'll make you, he'll take you out. So you'll eat. So I want you to ask him this question. God, how am I doing with rest? What could I do to exercise more rest? Oh, to be a woman of rest. Come on. A woman at rest. Oh, she's not striving. She's not trying to fit a mold. She's not comparing her, her likes to someone else's. She's so satisfied in a sun-scorched land or in green pastures. She's satisfied. Her soul's at rest. So go ahead, move your feet, lift the corners of your mouth, because this is a good story he's telling. God, how am I doing with rest? Let him get specific. Let him put a finger on a day, time, something, maybe a, a time you missed it. 
something he's been asking, places that you feel like you're carrying the backpack, you're heavy, it's tiring, let him put his finger on it. And then ask the, ask the shepherd. How am I doing with rest? What would you have me to do? Go ahead. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He feeds me. He waters me. He knows me. He leads me. When we sit down, he stands up. When we sit down, he stands up. <laughs> Come upon us make us lay down feed us water us and our hearts will be glad good job everyone you're doing great I have a permagrin <laughs> so fun So good. Verse three. Ready? Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you want me? 
He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you notice it doesn't say he gives me thinner thighs? <laughs> He's not. He sees through it all. He sees to the heart of it all. He sees right to your soul. He sees what makes you afraid. He sees what what draws you to wander from the good shepherd. He gets it all. This is why don't fake it with God. Don't fake it. If you're angry, be angry. But turn to him and be angry. If you're sad, be sad. Turn to him and be sad. Because one look from him restores your soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Meaning when you don't know what to do, he does. When you don't know what you should say, he does. When you don't know what to believe, he does. <laughs> when you're spiraling, he holds the safety brake. Just say, help. I've lost my peace. Help. I've lost my ability to bless. Help. I have no joy. Help. I can't see them anymore the way you see them. Help. I can't see me the way you see me anymore. Help. Restore my soul. See to the heart of the matter. Lead me. For your name's sake, God. Everyone repeat that. Lead me for your name's sake. Lead me. Make me. Command me. Draw me with cords of love. Loving kindness. He draws you in. He's not harsh. He's not pressing. But listen. He knows what you should do. He knows what you should say. He knows who you should be. But he won't shit on you the way the world does. He won't. He won't do it the way you do. He won't do it the way the enemy does. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Go hang out with him. Meditate on what he's doing in you and through you for his sake. It's worth it. It's going to be good.
me restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness, well-being, to be well and thrive. He's all about that. He leads for His sake. Come on. He's the point. He's the point. Say, God, you're the point. You're the point. You're the point. <laughs> you're the point. For your sake, deal with my sake. Lead me. I'll follow. Lead me. I'll follow. Though it's the valley. Lead me. Though it's the mountaintop. Lead me. I want to be with you, God. How about this? I'll say it, but you only say it if you mean it. Lord, I want you more than what you can give me. If I just have you, it's more than enough. Say it if you mean it. And you know what? Say it if your heart is there. And your feet might still be catching up. But if your heart is there, Lord, I want you more than anything you can give me. Lord, I want you more than anything this world can give me. I don't want you for your stuff. I want you for you. You're beautiful. You're good. You're kind. You're courageous. Your wisdom, your knowledge, you. And when you get him, you get all of that too. But we have to confess how easily we go to work, how easily we build our own platforms and start putting roots down in a place, in a land we weren't called to do. He's still moving. Are we still following? Jesus makes it clear to his disciples, you sure you want to follow me? Because I have no place to lay my head. I'm on the move and I'm laying down. You might lay down roots for 50 years and then all of a sudden he's moving and you gotta go. So hear me, he's not just a gypsy. He's a builder. He's a homesteader. 
and he's a free agent. His land doesn't define him, his stuff doesn't define you. Just him. Simplicity. Travel light. Be free. Be restored for his name's sake. Come on, I know I'm stirring waters. Some of you are going, oh, Lisa. Why are you talking about change? I don't like change. Come on, let's just, let's just sit in it. Let's not, let's not run from it. So we're ready when he's ready to move. When the shepherd moves, the sheep follow. Verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You say it again, say it with me. Listen, side note, been having fun doing this. <laughs> My new favorite things to do is I put on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, and I play it. I just pick a chapter, Galatians chapter one, and I push play, have my headphones on, and I just let it read over me. And what I do is, I've read it a few times. I try, when I think he's gonna say something that I notice, I just try to say it. Even though I might totally botch it, I don't care. I'm learning, practicing. I'm eager for the word to be so locked in me. So I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a teacher with a chalkboard, had the chalkboard with their pointer stick, reading a sentence and you're a kindergartner trying to read the words. I just try to keep time. So I encourage you to do that. As I read, you just try and say what I'm gonna say, because I know it would be easier if you could read it. And some of you might have a different version memorized. It's fine. Throw off perfection, name of Jesus. Throw that off, have fun. Lean in, which is what I'm gonna talk about in a minute. Ready, here we go, verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Come on now. This is where it's really important for us to stay connected to the suffering. Stay connected. Just because you're not actually walking in a valley, look around, ask the spirit to bring someone in who is, so you can stay connected. because it's in the valley of the shadow of death. He is so near. His rod and his staff. Here's the thing. A rod 
it was a teaching tool. The rods for shepherds, it was a stick to protect or correct or discipline the sheep, a rod. That's so good, right? We kind of go, God, why would you be so mean? It's already dark and I'm in the valley of death. What are you doing with your stick? <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's in the dark places, the places of suffering, the places where I begin to wonder, God, are you even here? That I start groping and reaching for things in the darkness that could be fatal to my freedom. So God, you bet he's got the rod when it's dark. And it is demonic for us. It's We're being convinced in the darkness that God's not good. But if we're already convinced in the light that when I get to the darkness, you are still good, then I will take the discipline. I will, this is a learning time, let's go. Let's learn. Because nothing teaches us better than suffering. Come on. The rod was for learning. The staff, listen, the staff was for, it's like the big crook, you know, the big hook. Those were actually tall enough that the shepherd, while standing, could rest his arms onto the, the bend or the, the bow of the, the bend in the hook and lean on it. So the shepherd leans. It's a resting posture for the shepherd, right? And so then we begin to wonder, well, God, why would you need to rest? And here's what I love about our Father. He says, well, I never expect you to do something that I don't show you how to do. I show you, I exemplify it. <laughs> if I want you to be sheep that know how to learn and to lean, well, I'm gonna show you. He leans. A rod is for learning, a staff is for leaning. Press in, rest into him. So once again, the crook of the staff was for us. He'd also use it if he had to hook a sheep that had gotten himself into a tight situation, but it would pull on them and it might look painful, but he's jealous for us. He'll do whatever he has to do. He'll break our legs, break your foot to get us back with him. Man, listen, if I didn't break my foot, we wouldn't be here right now. This entire podcast was created, resurrected with this vision. And I never, never again 
do I want to resist when he's asking me, keep your peace, keep your joy. I got it, Lisa, sit down, I'll stand up. You sit down, I'll stand up. Even though, if all of a sudden the storm clouds roll in and the road goes down deep, fear not. I'm with you. Greetings, oh favored one. The Lord is with you. That's how the angel Gabriel met Mary. Greetings, oh favored one. The Lord is with you. Ha ha. Always. On the mountaintops, in his marvelous light beaming on your face, you can feel his presence. Or in the days, it's dark, and you can't feel or see the light. Lean in, lean, rest, don't run. Keep breathing, keep walking, keep declaring. Now listen, verse five, this is where, this is, this is it. When it's dark, what do you do? Well, Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You prepare in the valley of death. Even though I walk through the valley of death, and you're with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me, not only does he do that, then he goes, hey, I also have a table over here for you to sit down. I want you to eat. In this dark, despairing moment, in this moment, by the way, this is your last song, in this moment, when you could be tempted to unbelief, to unbelief yourself into the grave, I want you to sit down. I have a meal here for you. Feast on my word, right? Feast on my promises. Feast. Sit down. I tell you what, and sitting down is a violent posture against the forces of the evil one. Because <laughs> there is no rest for the wicked. There's no rest. They hate rest. They hate. They don't know what to do. They have no grid. They're exhausted, they're in bondage, they're slaves, they work, 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 build, 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 do, 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 to try and kill, still destroy, kill, still destroy, every day. They don't know rest. So when you, in the darkest of moments, sit down, eat, feast on God's word, promises, worship, prayer, community, you allow your heart to continue to be directed into the ways of righteousness for his name's sake. <laughs> the enemy, eventually he leaves. Nothing. What he's kind of hoping is that we'll pick up a weapon and start flinging it around and fighting, screaming at him. <laughs> no, no. Declare, tell him, 
you're dead to me. You're already under Jesus' feet. Remind him of who he is because isn't he constantly trying to attack or criticize you for who you are? Tell him who he is. Then sit down, eat. Make him watch you eat. <laughs> I'll just say, hey enemy, you sit down now. You watch me read the word. And then I'm gonna have you listen to me. Speak the word. Resist the devil. Submit yourself to the Lord. Resist. He'll leave. And then you get to hang out. Eat. Eat in the valley. And something's pretty magical about night spaces to me. You ever been on a hike at night? It's, I love it and it's weird. It's a whole new perspective. But as long as I have a headlamp on, it's magical. I am with that light and the light's with me. And the darkness, wherever I shine my light, has to flee. I have authority in darkness. I'm the one with the light. He's not. Go be with him. Let him anoint your head with oil. Your cup will overflow. Eat. We finish. Ready? Good job. Cooling down. Take a stroll. Enjoy him. He thoroughly enjoys you. He loves putting you on like a glove. He loves it. Now you put him on like a glove. Verse six. Surely. I love this is David. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How great is that? First of all, I love how convinced David is. <laughs> he's being chased here, literally. When he's writing this, he's in the valley of shadow death. But he's like, surely, no, I am convinced of this, that goodness and mercy, they're gonna follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Take that enemy. <laughs> the one question I had was, Lord, why 
why do goodness and mercy follow David? Wouldn't they lead David? Because that's who you are, right, God? He says, no, Elisa, David follows me, and the provision followed David, right? Goes back to what we initially said, God, I don't want you for what you can give me. I just want you for you. <laughs> My heart is magnetized towards yours, because wherever you are, somehow I tend to get all these other things, <laughs> but I don't pursue you for the things. I don't pursue you so that I can have goodness and mercy. I just pursue you because wherever you are, that's where I want to be. I just, I, I, I'm magnetized to you. I have no other reasons, right? Because everything else would be leveraging a relationship. I would be bartering my love for God. That I would say, but if I don't have goodness and mercy, then God must not be here. No, no. God's always with us we just be with him and the provision follows behind us because he's more interested in people us uh, he just wants us when i had a baby i didn't know anything about my baby when my son jack was an infant i didn't know was he gonna like cars is he gonna like sports is he gonna like peas carrots is I don't know, but the minute I had him, I loved him. <laughs> I, I wanted to be with him wherever he was. There I was, and he was with me. That's the base primal place of all relationship. And then as a good parent, of course, I would follow with provision. But first, it's just presence. Presence. And then of course, when I held Jack in my arms, oh, I just wanted to go, what would make him smile? <laughs> what would make him see me? Look at me in my eyes. Remember when they don't open their eyes early on? You just love it when their eyes open and they see you. I just, I don't know anything about him and it didn't matter, I love him. So surely, goodness and mercy will follow me because God wants me most, first and most. So Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you. Thank you, God, that even if we're in a high season right now of joy, this teaching will keep us low, reaching to those, God, who are in valleys. Keep us connected as people, God. Connected to suffering for your name's sake. Because it's in suffering your rod teaches. And on your staff we can lean. We lean on you. We need you. We're desperate. Help us to have feet and bodies that have been caught up to our hearts that are found in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
In my darkest night I cry for a way If you're shining light And Father, your grace Is greater than sin Shines down on me It heals me You